0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Who are the people who pick our vegetables or grow our beef or haul our stuff to the marketplace and make our trash disappear? And how did that become such a difficult question to answer? Well, journalist Jean Marie Laskis asks and answers those unexpectedly fascinating and revealing questions in her book, Hidden America, and she's joining us today to explain precisely what she means by Hidden America. Welcome to Amy's Table. Hi there. So, what is Hidden America, and who are these people?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I set out on a journey to figure that out. Um, It started, the whole question even came to me when I was in a coal mine, of all places, um, sitting 500 feet underneath Ohio with a bunch of guys. and I first I have was to ask you how myself. you got there.
0: What were you doing in a coal mine?
1: <laughs> well, I was, I was curious. I thought, how come we never? How come the only time we ever hear about coal mines is when one of them collapses? It's like, what goes on the rest of the time? You ah, know? I was yeah. sort of curious. And it wasn't far from where I live in western Pennsylvania. So I just sort of, you know, I'm under there and I'm thinking, wait a minute. This is a whole universe down here. How is it that I know nothing about this? I think of it as this antiquated industry, you know, and this guy says to me, look, every time you flip on a light switch, you're burning a lump of coal. And I thought about, you know, how connected we are to this industry, but really to these people doing this work. And that's the question I sort of set out on. Then, who else is out there doing what?
0: Wow. You know, I love that it is human curiosity that often reveals these kind of exciting things to us. The fact that, a, you know, you were curious enough to go into a coal mine, I think that's so bold and brave, and I love it. So, you started out on this journey. And, and where did you, what was the first industry or era, the area that you, you chose to investigate? Well, after the coal mine,
1: I, st- I was there for like four months to write that chapter, um, but because I found it so fascinating, I couldn't leave, uh, and just sort of getting to know that community, um, I believe the very next one was I went to Alaska up on the pipeline, the end of the pipeline, where they get the oil out of the ground. Um, that was another natural resource kind of question. Not all of them in this book are natural resources, but that was a natural question, Um you know and don't you know up there where they where the temperature was minus 45 degrees <sighs> when i arrived and they these people live on the ice on an island in the arctic drilling for oil wow. and they they live there for certainly weeks at a time if not months so what the heck is that community like and and that was the that was the next sort of little world i i immersed myself in
0: so there are lots of these little worlds, and it's true that all of us—I didn't know that when I flipped on a switch, I was burning a lump of coal. I guess I didn't even really think about coal miners mm. still being active, as you say. It does sort of seem like an old-fashioned thing, and the pipeline—I know about it, but it's sort of off my radar. Right. And right. so, uh, you know, how does it become that these things are are so off our radar?
1: I, you know, I just think it's a cultural. <laughs> It's it's the way we live now, you know. We we we've chosen to live a very sanitized life, mm-hmm. which is which is a great thing. Believe me, I'm all for. I'm all for you know my my beef coming to me in packages. I don't want to go out and slaughter the cow. Don't get me wrong, but if you multiply that and multiply that and multiply that, I think our worlds have become so streamlined and so slick. Um, we forget that there's anybody doing this work. Yeah. Um, but the fact of the matter is that work still goes on and and somebody is doing it you know there're still trucks you know all the time right under our noses yeah. bringing us all these goods to our you know all of our stores you know
0: there's a very there's cool still all that's going on. there's a very cool app that makes me think that you can point at the little triangular sign on a truck and it'll tell you what its cargo is
1: I did not know that.
0: Yes. And I've got to tell you, it's amazing all the different things that you learn. Of course, what would be really good is if I could remember the name of the app right now. (laughs) But yeah, and you pointed it. It might be called Cargo something. What's my cargo? Or I don't know.
1: That is fascinating. And that just so gets at this exactly what I'm, you know, I was in this long with this long haul trucker. And I just was sort of stunned by what we were carrying, you know, like a whole truck of cherry pie filling one day. (laughs) I thought of really cherry pie filling needing to get anywhere.
0: Well, I have to Um, say, I'm curious, how do you go about saying, hey, coal miners, I want to come in the mine with you. Hey, pipeline guys, I want to come to the end. Hey, truck driver, can I hop in? I mean, how do you get all these opportunities?
1: Yeah, I will say access is difficult. It takes time to get access into these worlds where, you know, you you need to you need for the people in charge to trust that your motives are pure. Yeah. And you know, since mine genuinely were, I I didn't have a lot of conflict about you know begging because I really was never investigating any of these worlds. Right.
0: This was not interest. an expose. This was more of just a, a telling the story. Right.
1: Right. And the and getting to know the people who do the work. So, I. I think that a lot of these worlds were used to expose, and and so they're they're nervous, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they think I want to be in there in a coal mine to write about the you know the violations or the environmental issues. Those are all interesting stories and 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 you know uh, you know obviously subjects to take on, but it just was not my focus. Same you know same with all of these. And so once I could sort of convince people that the motives are pure, but I took I mean it took me a year talking to the FAA. To let me into a control tower.
0: Wow. For example. What experiences, though. Boy, you are never short for cocktail party chatter, are you?
1: If you're just joining
0: us, we're speaking with Jean-Marie Laskus. She's the author of Hidden America, From Coal Miners to Cowboys, an Extraordinary Exploration of the Unseen People Who Make This Country Work. And Jean-Marie, you mentioned that not all of the people that you went to visit and learn about were necessarily natural resource people, but what, how did you choose who to visit and who to learn about?
1: Well, I, I I wanted a geographical spread. I mean, if this was going to be America, I wanted to go around different places in America, you know, and to in places where those regions were known for something. Um, you know, our beef tends to come from the west, the west, so mm-hmm. th- then a, a cattle ranch in Texas was um, sort of a natural a, a natural place to a way to explore that region. Um, I wanted to write about other industries, though. You know, like Things that The thing I was always looking for, things that we're dependent on, one way or the other, um, and so it just couldn't be random. We had to be dependent. So food. Who are the people who pick our food? Um, who are the, Our fruits and vegetables. And I wanted to get at the question of the migrant labor force, again, not from a political perspective, but just who are these people we're talking about as we debate that. And so I went to... In that case, Maine, where they were harvesting blueberries and lived in the camps with those folks.
0: You know, you mentioned earlier that we don't know a lot of these people because we have such a sanitized world. And I, I do agree with you that I kind of like it that way. But but is are the background people that you're meeting and the experiences that you had, are they, as you said about our society, are they slick and, and you know, streamlined or is it more humble and... and you know, real world behind the scenes?
1: Oh, well, you know, it's hard to generalize with all the industries, but I would say in general, they are not people who want to be rich and famous, you know, so that they were not, it's not like they're saying, hey, it's not fair, nobody notices me, you should all appreciate me, mm-hmm. that not that all. It was, you know, I love what I do, or I'm maybe I don't love what I do but I'm well paid for what I do so I'm proud of the co- or I'm proud of the contribution I'm making um, they were workers you mm-hmm. know these mm-hmm. were people who who wanted to work and valued the work and in some cases valued the contribution in other cases just valued the work like the migrant labor force you know they needed the work mm mm-hmm. mhm
0: you know, you mentioned that you chose uh, industries that perhaps we needed, or geographically, and I have to laugh because you chose the Bengals, the Cincinnati cheerleaders.
1: <laughs> I know. That's the outlier in this whole book, and I'm sorry, I just couldn't resist it. Um, that, in that case, what I was trying to do conceptually was get at the entertainment industry as a, something that we are in some way dependent on, and I was looking at our largest national stage, which is the NFL, And I didn't want to hit it straight on like right about a quarterback to tell us to tell that story. I wanted to say, okay, who else is out there? And, you know, my uh, my focus is the periphery and the sidelines. So there I was on the sidelines and there were these cheerleaders, you know, who are so committed to this work that they do. I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) And then once I found out, do you know what they get paid? No. Seventy five bucks a game.
0: Oh, wow. That's dedication.
1: Yeah. And in this gigantuan, you know, NFL industry, you got these people, they are so not in it for the money. Yeah. And really not even for the fame. I mean, they're about something else entirely. And that just really interested me that culture. So so that's kind of like a the furthest stretch I make in this about people we need. But I would submit now I I need them. Now that I know them, I need them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good to know. That's very good to know that now that you know them, you need them. Well, let me ask you to leave us today with what do you hope your readers take away from the book?
1: Well, I can tell you what I take away from this experience. And if I'm a normal American, which I pretty much am, this research and this book has really challenged my inner spoiled brat. I feel like I take so much for granted, like that coal, that that light switch I told you about. Mm-hmm. There's so many of those moments that I just feel like it's my right. You know what I mean? I should have light, mm-hmm. for God's sakes. You know, I'm busy. I should have light. I should have fresh blueberries. Damn it, you know. <laughs> um, I almost, I almost cheerleaders like on that. the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, right. Almost walk around like that until you get into each of these injured worlds and you go, wait a second, these are privileges I have, you know? And they're built on the backs of an awful lot of people.
0: Yeah, people work hard to bring it to us.
1: Yeah, and you start participating in your own life a little bit more. I feel like that's, me to take a message of this book.
0: Wow, that's really great. Well, how intriguing. It's called Hidden America from Coal Miners to Cowboys an Extraordinary Exploration of the Unseen People Who Make This Country Work. And it's by Jean Marie Laskus. And we're going to put a link to Jean Marie's website, which, by the way, is com, so that you can find more information on the book and more information on all of her projects. But Jean Marie, this was really great to talk to you. I'm going to definitely read this book.
1: Ah, wonderful it's great to talk with you stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102